This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Michael. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the perpendicular, UPC-encoded, QR-ready, space-bot, 4D, badass, Oculus Riff himself, Mr. Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Oh, man. Ate at Moe's tonight, Nick. Oh, uh, what did Abraham Ben Ruby serve you? <laughs> Open range joke. <laughs> I uh yeah, I had the um burrito bowl. Do you ever go to Moe's? I there yeah, my kids love it. I got I get the tofu bowl there, Nick. Of course you do. Pretty good. Pretty good. Did, my kids uh, keep it he, simple. They just you, they when get... you ordered it, did he constantly talk about win a date with Tad Hamilton? Who what's this? Tofu 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 joke. Okay, tofu. I get it. I finally got it. I got there. That's a movie that needs reappraisal, right? Win a date with Ted Hamilton. <laughs> Tad. Who's in it? Tad Hamilton. Who's in it? Josh Duhamel and the blonde Kate Bosworth. Is it Bosworth? Yeah, Bosworth. She's um Justin Long Long's main squeeze these days. You heard it here first. Yikes. She left so one we, of the Polish brothers. She's out of there. They're no longer together, Nick. The oh, it's a shame. Man, she's, she broke them apart. Gotta, no, I don't think so. Whatever comes first is gonna happen. I'm gonna get up under Toe for Grace or you're gonna release a successful movie. He lost. <laughs> Topher Grace. He's kind of one of those working actors. He still does it. He still every once in a while pops in like a Spike Lee film or something. You know, he's on. The, he's 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 um back on TV these days in a sitcom. I know. I, he. Uh, I recently rewatched Predators, and I forgot he was in that. He's in the hell out of that. Yeah, he's the character that decides to be, continue his serial killer ways. Yeah. On a alien planet. So before we were recorded, Justin was saying that he mailed some stickers out. And it reminded me of an idea I have. Hi, Oz. Which is, I think, brilliant. So you know how there are celebrities, you know, okay, Oz, enough. Like I was thinking, like Harvey Weinstein's in jail, right? Mm-hmm. We should Zoom send in. movie Microsoft stickers to all the in, the incarcerated celebrities. You know, Denny Masterson sitting there going through his mail and he's got Daddy Notice shows up. Danny Masterson did not go to jail, sadly. He is a free man. He had a okay. mistrial. All right. So let, let's think of somebody who has a misdemeanor on pot possession. We'll mail them mm-hmm. some stickers that, that are serving a life sentence. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. I wonder if he'll ever get out. They always There's always rumblings that, that, he's, that he's working a new angle, you know. 
Um, I just saw that there were more allegations against Sir William Cosby recently. Is there more allegations or people are pursuing some civil charges against him? I thought there were more. At this point, you, it's probably a little late to come out against him, right? What does that mean? Well, I mean, if you all of a sudden, you, if you've been sitting on it for a while, let's just say that you, Justin, were roofied and, and, and hate-fucked by Bill Cosby. Jesus. And in the news, you see all this stuff happening. All these people are coming out, and they're building an army mm-hmm. to put that guy away for good. You sit on your news until he's back out? No, that's, that's on you at that mm. point. No, I don't agree. I mean, people process stuff it. in different ways. And you got to get at re- it. They're ready to tell their story at different times. No, no, no. That's like showing up to the battlefield after Thanos is dead. I'm here to help. Save your criticism for that wild piece of shit, William Cosby. Fuck him. He's out, right? Like he got out. He's no longer yeah. in jail. I'm not victim Still... shaming. Let me re- let me let me let me just clarify. I'm not victim shaming. I'm just saying that I know we have a lot of listeners in the show. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. Sure. Inevitably, a few of you guys have been hand-fucked by Bill Cosby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Don't wait. Pile up. Pile up when the when the ripens pickens. It'd be awesome if he just got, like, I don't know, cracked in half by by some kind of like you know, falling sculpture. I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to picture he's walking around, and then he just gets split in half. And survives like Darth Maul, but then gets steamrolled. I, I'm trying to figure out what would be an appropriate demise for that piece of shit. I think it would be ideal if he got hit by a pudding truck. Perfect. Yeah. I wonder. He does he still tour? I know that like people no. want to clamor to like they were like I'm going to see Bill Cosby after you know like I know that they he was selling some shows after he, the allegations. You're kidding me. I don't know if he's doing it now. You're kidding I'm, me. There's no way he's still performing stand-up comedy. He might be. People would still go see him. I'm seeing Lou, uh, Louis C.K. next Friday. Speaking of, speaking of, Can't yes, wait. cannot. I wait. you love? I know you love him. Let's not compare the two. You can compare them. That's like comparing. Let me think of a good analogy. Okay, mm-hmm. you got Jeffrey Dahmer here over here, sit on this chair, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Amber Heard over here. <laughs> okay. Yep. Louis C.K. is the Dahmer. You know, I wonder if Netflix though, because they're so into Dahmer right now. Netflix is like, you know, they're losing stuff. They're not doing so well, but they're people really flocked to that Dahmer show, which I did not watch. Did you watch it? No, but I shop at Dahmer General. I was gonna make on Twitter a Dom and Dahmer joke, like that they were gonna get like you know like a Dumb and Dumber type joke, and I, mm-hmm. I reworded it so many times. I was like, this isn't. And it, you know, I I also hit uh, pause on one yesterday. I almost sent it and didn't, and I said I just subscribed to Netflix because I love vampire movies and giraffe documentaries. <laughs> and I didn't send it. That's pretty... Uh, first of all, I, I applaud your restraint. <laughs> I sat there and looked at it and said, no one will like this. But I should have sent it anyway. Who cares? No one, no one likes my post that much anyway. With Twitter going up in flames, I figured I'd, do, I'd take one for the team, mm-hmm. do my part in, in keeping good things, kind of the good juju flowing and people uplifted. Okay. I uh, started to follow Little Steven. Hi. <laughs> Newsworthy. New- yeah. He's a, he's a little bit of fiery fiery uh, tweeter, isn't he? Gets opinions. Yeah. Look, I don't I'm 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 thinking maybe I won't have Twitter too much longer, but I can't abandon the microscope Twitter. Yeah. That's the thing. No. And I, I it's my responsibility I feel as a man to to follow everybody that is always in a headband. 
Who else do you follow? Do you have a headband group that you... Just a bunch of uh, Middle Eastern folks, to be honest. And Little Steven. It's my chair. Axel Rose, Little Steven, and a bunch of uh, Middle Eastern folks. Oh, and um, the guy from Poison. And the guy from The Revolution. Who else is rocking headbands all the time? Modoc. Who's, who's famous for head? I'm gonna Google famous for head famous for wearing headband. I'm gonna also before we get into the nitty grit, mm-hmm. you see James Gunn have to pop on Twitter and give a non. Don't get me started on his his stupid tweet. He's he's the worst. As somebody responded to it showing how much Black Adam costs and how much it made, and then how much the suicide costs and how much it made. <laughs> and they said one of these guys is getting. Is a sequel killed the other one is in charge of the studio mm-hmm. pretty good so yeah uh, hollywood reporter released an uh, article yesterday or published an article about the state of the dc i guess current franchises right and so they had a bunch of i guess unverified rumors according to james gunn about how wonder woman stalled like there's no s- sequel coming at least under patty jenkins what you know maybe cavill not back for superman things like that anyway so then James Gunn said that he had this wishy-washy tweet that he's going to try to clarify things. And he said, some things in that were true. Some things were half true. Some things weren't true. And some things are what? He had like a fourth thing. And I was Blue like, well, Beetle why even, coming 2023. Why even tweet it? Just remain silent. So they, I saw a version of you, what you were talking about that they said the reason that Suicide Squad, you know, James Gunn was in charge is because Suicide Squad was a good movie. It's not a good movie fine it's not you know it's it's okay but it, i don't think it's a good movie i think it's fine i think it's a marginally better than the original good luck to him we live in a wicked world justin who else is, who's his partner on that i didn't i, I didn't recognize a, him. a legitimate executive of some sort i wouldn't hand the keys to james gunn i'm just gonna say that i don't think that's the solution but anything else to report i, I talked about moe's i got nothing going on i got work and oh i'm christmas shopping and i my you're the one I, and uh, no, I was helping my son for, with the spelling test earlier, right? And he had a bunch. Of, they had a bunch of Christmas words for his spelling, and one of the words or phrases was "twinkling lights." So they had like you know, Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge was one of the words, and he's like, "What's Scrooge?" So he didn't know that story somehow. Uh, you know, there was like tinsel was on there, which he didn't know what tinsel is. But I thought twinkling lights was pretty interesting. Definitely worth mentioning. Reindeer or Rudolph. Rudolph was on there, which he tried to spell with an F. So I gave him an F. And they they actually reused some of the stuff from the Centennial bombing. That's why the Rudolph thing was so helpful for them. Eric Rudolph. Uh, I told him all about Reindeer Games. And I said, you know, the movie microscope recently did that movie. Recently-ish. He goes, in your son's, you talk about the James Frain movie? Yeah, he was into it. He was like, does James Frain, like, fake die and come back at the end? Is that the one where he comes back at the end, he betrays Ben Affleck? I said, that's not the one. You think it was some other movie? Was he hitting Charlize on the download? Yeah, that's the one. You promised at one point we were going to do both versions of that movie. Can't find him, and I think that there's like a there's five minutes difference. So in a pinch, we have that in our back pocket. Hunt Start listening to a book by a guy who edited like a bunch of very big movies, like you know Star Wars, and I don't know if he edited Star Wars, but he edited some Star Wars movies. Anyway, he was bragging about how editing you know makes the movie. And I wonder if he has a chapter on reindeer games in the director's cut, you know. That's a huge zoom that what? editing makes movies. He said it's uh yeah, it's musical in nature, he said. Yeah. I want the hot I just want the hot goss, you know. Right. So he's he's philosophizing right now, which is fine, but please 
I need to know some deets on the faculty. Did he edit it? I don't know, but I'm hoping. Crossing my fingers. He's like, without editing, the scene where James Conn gets shot, the uh, toll booth in The Godfather, would have been different. Did he die in that? I didn't, I never, did they show his dead body? I, you know, I can't, I can't remember. Was it, he died in real life, but did he die in The Godfather? Is what well, they buried the dick out of him. I'm going to guess he, he died. You know, they have to get the guy to repay, repay a favor to make him presentable to Fune. I'm going to say he died. Yeah, he did die, huh? I couldn't remember. Herpes. He gets, he gets shot like Dolly does in Outsiders. Okay. Got to stop with the... We got to stop going back there. Why? Because at some point, we're, I'm going to be forced into doing that movie, and I'm scared to death of it. Can't wait. Can't wait till Rumblefish. Anyway, so what about you, man? What are you doing? What are you out there? Are you killing it? Are you preparing for Christmas? I'm done traveling for the year, so that's good. Whole family is sick, which isn't, but I'm not, which is... So, They're all sick with what? COVID, flu, some, cold. Some, some, yeah, little bug that's going around or whatever. Yeah, bug hall. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, did you have you been enjoying the listener episodes? I have been. Thanks for putting them up. Yeah, they've been great. A bunch of very nice folks saying very nice things about the show. You know, we keep uh, we set it up so they'll compliment us, and it worked. So I'm pretty happy. Thank you guys for saying all those nice things. I will be uh, transcribing them and putting. Those quotes on my refrigerator. Yeah, it makes me want to just do that. Live it. Let's live in the past and just celebrate things that have already happened, so we don't have anything to live up to. Well, I think we've I think we've stated our case that we're one of the top podcasts in the world. I mean, I think those year end lists came out. Um, not that we made any, but those little Spotify wrapped things, um, and like the other companies have wrapped as well. Those wrapped. They they they. Some people had us on there for their. Are we going to make anybody's to Instagram top ten? Or top nine. No, but I'm just saying that just because the people that that we showed up on the rap list was us, like we we you know, but still it was nice to see us pop up. Stitcher did their they had their quality control people post their wrapped of the most problematic shows for them, and we made it some. <laughs> and of course, you know, guys, I'm talking about the movie microscope. Show we zoom in. We put the grease back into elbows. We have wet dreams about Chantilly. We barbecue the moon. We hoodwink some innocence into the electric chair. We macro our dicks. Deep fry apartheid. Whisper some sweet somethings to a bitch. Take turns with the pixelated ash lord. We pour our milk teeth and our eye teeth into a slinky dress. Take a wide berth, if you know what I'm saying. A fat baby. Watch a movie through bazonker eyes. Sick-ass Vectron eyes that have been combined forces with the ancient Monothish. Slammed it together. Punctuated eyes that have seen things. Put it into the wicker chair. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of you, the listener. So we're talking about Hero. We're talking about the scene where Jet Li whooshes himself off the battlefield into deep space. Through the clouds. Through the ionosphere. High-fiving a fucking asteroid on his way up. Taking up a temporary residence in the International Space Station. Eating some hot, cold, dry food. A little bit of mackerel and rice with an astronaut sucking it down. <laughs> Kicking himself back down through the clouds, landing in the battlefield, and before dispatching his opponent, tell him it's weird up there. <laughs> Talk about the little moments. <laughs> you know, I was visualizing as you were, before you got to the Jet Li part, I was visualizing you in the grocery store of The Mist, you know, in the, the movie The Mist, in place of, uh, what's her name? The, the insane woman in that. Marcia Gay Hart, Marcia Gay Harden. Mm-hmm. You know how she she's very religious and she starts to proselytize or whatever, right? I picture you in her stead saying that shit. 
<laughs> saying stuff like barbecue, barbecue the moon <laughs> <laughs> as wild cloud creatures and tentacles <laughs> start slapping the windows. Hero, who else is in Hero besides Jet Li? Michelle Yeoh has to be in it. She can't not be in that movie. It's a good one. I thought for a minute you were going to go Dustin Hoffman on that. Well, I, I said that, yeah, because that's the that's the un, that's the that is the uh, unsung he- hero movie, right? It's just called Hero. Well, so is the other one. Why did you say unsung hero? Because Helmet likes it. <laughs> 90s joke, Nick. <laughs> and this movie's from the 90s that we're doing today. Jet Li's in that. Xi Zhang's in that. Maggie Chung. The Incomparable. Donnie Yen. Incomparable. Tony Lung. I don't see Michelle Yeoh. She's not in it, unfortunately. She should be in everything. She saw it. Having, having quite, a, <laughs> had quite a year, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. You ever think... It's like hell for her to walk through a crowd and someone sees her buddy, yo! And then she's like always turning around. Right. You know, think they're because ta- she's famous, think they're talking to her and it's not, never her. I think it's worse when they say, I love your work, I love your work! At Hunan Restaurant down the street. <laughs> what are you Because they're mistaking her because they're insensitive non realizers. <laughs> Fair enough, yes. I like the idea. She's at a point now in her career where she's up against some role. She's like fighting for roles with legendaries, other uh-huh. legends, you know? Right. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a, uh, maybe a Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a Sandra Bullock or Michelle Yeoh type. It's kind of great. I did tweet this out today. Speaking of Twitter, I don't know if you saw it, but I was playing a clip on YouTube. Of Michelle Pfeiffer was interviewed by Jimmy Fallon. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. So I decided I was going to watch it. Not worth watching. Jimmy Fallon's a fucking pest. They were talking about her, uh, <laughs> she played Betty Ford in that miniseries. I don't know if you watched it. I think uh, Jillian Anderson was in there, and um, I don't remember who else was in it. Oh, Viola Davis. So all three of them played, like, President's Wives. I don't remember what the show was called. I think it was called and, The First uh, Ladies or The First, something like yeah, that. Yeah, First Ladies, maybe, or First Lady. Jimmy Fallon goes, you crushed it as Betty Ford. Oh, yeah, that was, that was yeah, yeah, I saw that. You crushed it as Betty Ford. Um, I was disappointed Eve wasn't in that show because that's the first lady. Oh, sing it, bro. Speaking of Michael, what? You tied it <laughs> biblical. Nice. Um, Michael's a big one. Yeah, it's huge. We've this talked is... about it a good bit on this show over the We've years. We've been building up to it. Yeah. And here we are, man. Whether Michael is a kidney stone we're passing or a delectable jujube we're dissolving, it's time. It is time. Or passing. I guess you could pass a jujube, too. Michael, 1996. Nick, what were you doing? I was uh, soul surfing. Working. Or working stiff. Yeah. Trying to stay away from the Olympics. I may have been working at TJ Applebee's when this movie came out. After college, I cooked for a while at, at, at TJ Applebee's. Let's get it right. Not Applebee's. TJ Applebee's. Some of them are TJ. Some of them aren't. Right. I'm doing a little grill cooking. Everclear had a hit on the radio. Michael was out in the theaters. You know? Everclear, that was when Everclear was happening? I think so. They were still living with our ghost back then? Mm-hmm. That was their big song, right? Art Alexakis or something. Is Art name. Alexis. Is name? Yeah. Is his name Alexis or Alex? It's something different than it's Alexis. Alexis. It's something crazier. Of all the people that could have overdosed. Everclear. What was the other guy? Ever Everlast. Everlast, 90s. Yeah, you, you referenced him in an earlier show. Of course I did. Ever, man. Ever Carradine, Everlast. What's, who's the best? Hmm. Everclear? That is tough. Evanescence. Evanescence. Is it Evanescence? It's Evanescence. I'm I'm, I'm modifying it. You modify it. Still out there, those fucks. 
They are, yeah. They they never recovered when their songwriter, the main songwriter, left. They never were able to recover, but they're still out there. They they're still in existence despite Daredevil. That's how they got famous. So, what's your relationship with Michael? I don't have much of one. I don't know if I had seen it. I might have seen it. I don't remember it. I I used to make fun of it because, like you said, when I first got my first DVD player, it came with it, mm-hmm. and so I used to. I never watched the DVD, but I always would hide it around my house to um, prank my wife. Because, you know, it's got this big, big, John Travolta's big face on the cover and angel wings, I guess. And a dog in the corner, which I never noticed. And so then, um, like I found out, I think I said it on the show that I found out this is one of my aunt's favorite films. Like she, uh, my aunt goes to see every movie. She loves movies. She loves indie movies. Somehow Michael cuts the mustard for her. She loves it. Oof. Not one I would I'd put on my top ten. But I do love my aunt, so it has me has has me a little bit more fond of this movie than I normally would be, I guess. How about yourself? See, were I in your shoes, I'd be less fond of my aunt. Just so, says a little bit about each of us, I think. I saw it in the theater. Oof. Wasn't a fan. Big film, by the way. Made yeah. a lot of money. I thought that he was barefoot in this movie, and he's he's barefoot in some scenes. He's a, he's a barefoot scene, yeah. He's got big feet. Travolta, and, zoom in. And then... Uh, I did remember the dog death, but yeah. So the premise is that Michael's real, Angel's fucking rock, and they come down to Earth after all these years of being soldiers in heaven and do little tasks, and sadly this is Michael's last trip to Earth, and he wants to make a couple find each other by all means necessary, including country music, the ultimate sacrifice. And he gets William Hurt laid. That's that's his mission, apparently, in this movie. Now, here's the thing. I'm a little bit upset. I watched this on the Roku channel mm-hmm. for free. It's playing there with I ads. rented it for $3.99. So I took notes. This is this weekend. Pulled up my notes about three hours ago, luckily. I only, it only had about a quarter of my notes. They did not save. So I had to rewatch Michael. No, you did not. Mm-hmm. What, at what time did I need to know what time you were rewatching Michael so I could think about what I was doing and feel good? I was taking panic notes as I watched Michael from 6.30 to probably about 8. Tonight? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So I watched this movie twice. That's amazing. Um, That's my job. Grew on me a little bit, I gotta say. This movie is it's a strange concoction. Now, let's talk about the cast before we really get into it. You mentioned... William Hurt getting laid. He's in this. You got John Travolta, obviously. Joey Lauren Adams. Joey Lauren Adams shows up. Carla Gagino shows up for a brief period of time. Bob Pastorelli. Richard Schiff shows up for a scene. What a scene. What a scene. <laughs> I love Richard Schiff, though. Come on. I, and he's, he's, he's shown up in quite a few minor roles over the course of our show. Yes. Which makes me happy. So you mentioned Robert Pastorelli, but you didn't mention Gene Stapleton. Edith Bunker herself, Bobby Hoskins in this. Bob Hoskins in here, and of course, the lovely Andy McDowell. Get the fuck off my yard. Curly-haired, powerhouse acting talent, Andy McDowell. Now, everybody criticizes her for her her acting prowess. I cannot, or refuse to. I think she's very charming. She is an awful actor. I don't know if it's true. A real bad actor. Got Terry Garr. Might I zoom in? Let's hear it. On Terry Garr real quick. One of my all-time favorites of, of, of all time. I said it twice. I gotta say it twice because it's true. I love her. She's one of my favorites. She so, shows up for two minutes in this. It was not let me time. Uh, let me give you my take on Terry Gar. I don't want to hear it. You just can't, you can let that soak in and move on. I don't get it anymore. I don't get you it. You don't get it. Get it anymore. What does that mean? I don't get it. I don't get Terry Gar. 
She was everywhere when I was a kid. She was in all these movies, and she was a star. Because she's funny as hell. I don't get she's it. Great. She's amazing. You should watch her appearances with... I did this during the pandemic. I watched like a super cut of something of her appearances on Letter- Letterman. Mm-hmm. And amazing. Super funny. She's in a ton of funny movies. She's great. She had good taste. What's not to like? She's not around anymore. She has MS. Like she she's, didn't die. No, but she is an MS. She has MS. She's she retired a long time ago from acting. That what, sucks. You, you, she's why great. Are you pimping Bill Gates? Who, who right, does so. it? She does a 365 program. Yeah, you pay a subscription rate to get all the files. Uh, Bob Hoskins maybe a little bit slumming here. Maybe a little overacting a little, in here. But he's like he have to. You have to overact. His character is absolutely nonsensical. What's his character's name? You, I can't remember. Is he has it Mort? The, one of the best names of all time. Is it Mort something? It's Vartan Malt. <laughs> his name is Vartan? Yes. Michael Vartan in this. I wish we had a, a Malt named after Michael Vartan. Oh my God, listen. Michael, the movie. Vartan, the character. Malt? Tin reviewed this? Leonard Malton? <laughs> I don't know. Michael Vartan, we have... Brought him up several times in the show. I have, but have we have we done a movie that he's been in? No. Have we done it? We no. need to zoom. Yeah. We need to dust some zoom. I can't wait till upon that man. I don't want to wait that long, <laughs> unless that's next. Unless that's is that's, that January? It's not Vartanuary. No, it's February. February. Okay, I got it. So that's no, not too far. September. Away. Damn it. <laughs> Vartember. I'm gonna keep kicking it away anyway so i'm sorry so that's the cast gene stapleton by the way you mentioned she's edith bunker i mentioned this to you and i've said it on the show before one of the only like one of the few famous people i've ever i've ever bumped into i've ever been in the same space as she had uh, my family has a cabin in pennsylvania my dad's side of the family and she owned a her and her husband i believe owned a playhouse there and i walked by the playhouse one time she was there sitting there smoking i believe and reading a play he said, I love your sister, Maureen. And I said, um, you're going to suck in Michael like in about 15 years. You're going to super suck in it. No, she's great in this. Come on. She's good. How pert was was her chest? I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> How pert was her chest? Did you notice? You noticed? I'm saying when, when you saw her. <sighs> I think talking about Michael. I don't not remember. She's sitting down smoking. I just remember like, oh, she's famous. You know, you recognized her. I did. I think I watched uh, because I watched um on the, the family. Yeah. yeah, I was close to somewhere famous. She was close to a future movie microscope co-host. I mean, she probably got the tinglys and those heaving bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> bosoms? Um, Is it bosom? Bo- bosom sounds gross. Nora Ephron directed this heap. She did, and she. We find out Nora Ephron. This is a hit for her. But a lot of people didn't like it. The critics didn't like it. And a lot of her fan base doesn't like this movie. Because they say they expected more from her. A little bit smarter of a film. You know, she's kind of known for, you know, kind of some smart alecky dialogue and things like that. They thought this was a little bit of a fluff piece for her. I don't disagree. But she was a, maybe a little bit overrated. sad right. about the... Oh. This, she's not overrated. She's maybe a little bit sad about this one. Even though it was a it was a financial success, and Travolta certainly loves this movie. He says he considers it his best work, which blows me away. In a world where look who's talking and Gotti exist, <laughs> I don't think Travolta's bad in this movie. In fact, I think Travolta they, this movie needs Travolta to jump uh, start it to life 
he's annoying in it, but if you don't have him in this, I don't really know what else would who else was, would be able to pull it off. I was picturing when I watched this different actors playing that role, and I was you also can't. picturing a skinnier Travolta playing this role. It's because just it's watching, just wrong. Watching this version of Travolta doing his dance moves is hard because he you know he's a legendary dancing actor, mm-hmm. actor, and Zoom he in. he's still I'm, he's still great, but he looks. You know, he's a schlumpy character in this. His dance sequences, I think they're supposed to be, I think you're supposed to be impressed. It's he's still shit. got some moves. He's still got some moves a little bit in this. But, yeah, it's he's frumpy, you know, if, if I can use the term. He's supposed to be frumpy. But the the joke here is, Michael, I guess the plot, did you say the plot? Yeah. He did. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't talk about him being an archangel. So these, you know, William Hurt and Robert Pastorelli, Movie kicks off and they are doing a Santa shoot and they work for a, a tabloid. They work for what is it? The National Enquirer, but not. It's the yeah, something like the National Enquirer. And they have a dog that is in a lot of the pictures. That's like kind of the star of the tabloid magazine. Do you remember and the dog's name? Sparky. Yep. Zoom in. And uh, you know, anyway, the the premise here is that they get sent on a assignment because somebody has written them a letter and saying that they have witnessed a real life angel in their presence. So they go to investigate and they meet John Travolta, who's playing this angel, right? So that's the setup. Then they have to transport this angel to Chicago. On the road and, because he doesn't want to fly. And so that they can have a, a, a road movie motif. And he's a hedonistic angel. He smokes. He likes to have sex. He likes to eat sugar. He's like what kind of you don't picture from when you picture an angel, right? He's kind of devilish, Nick. Oh, man. Killing it. So anyway, the movie does kick off with the little Santa scene, which is appropriate because we're approaching Christmas. And Bob Hoskins is infuriated because they didn't use white children in the picture. It's the most realistic they, part of this movie. <laughs> they kick it off with him complaining that they didn't use Americans meaning white people, and then, you know, at least Bill Hurt's back there going, you know, they were American. Like, he's back there saying that's, you know, he's kind of commenting a little bit on this guy being an asshole. Anyway, so the weird part of this movie is Bob Hoskins is trying to trick these guys because he wants to fire them, but he wants to keep the dog. But the dog somehow is attached to Robert Pastorelli's character. And so he, I guess he makes a bet. That's how this movie kicks off. Mm-hmm. If they can't bring home an, this angel story, he gets the dog. Am I right? What's, what's the big? What's the dog's big secret? The dog's big secret? Yeah, Sparky. It hates his... Bob Hoskins. It's not what's, a secret. What's the big secret though about him? I don't know. He sucks. <laughs> dog sucks. <laughs> he why hates Bob he, Hoskins. Why is he a deal? He sucks. <laughs> Everybody loves him. You know, he's he, he does have one talent. Can't runs into trust. traffic. <laughs> yeah, runs into traffic. But I we'll got get a hard to that. on when that happened. They, oh, they were from the National Mirror. Yeah. Is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Travolta loves this movie even though it murdered two of his dogs, which blows my mind. They yeah, in real life. Two, t- two of his dogs drown making this movie, and he's like, I love it. Did he say his dogs did or just stunt dogs? I think one and the same. Poor dogs died making Michael. <laughs> Ouch. Drown. Yeah, talk about talking to get about all dogs go to heaven to get made fun of in heaven because they died making Michael. Yeah. Now I will say that's sad. It, I don't like to hear that happened. But then I heard that John Travolta was also killed on this film while making it. I like so. the idea of uh, there's a key grip with a net standing by the riverbank at some point. <laughs> I wonder if those dogs suck too. But the the I never think of dogs drowning. I just don't. It's I didn't know it was a dog death option. See, Nora Efron was like, okay, this is the the sad scene where the dogs 
the dog drowns, Sparky drowns, and then the dog's really drowned. And she's like, okay, we'll change it to a Mack truck. Let's just cut out all that footage. I mean, how do you? How do they die? On this, how does the doggy paddle not work? How yeah. do you fail? They failed at the ultimate dog routine. So anyway, did you notice when they're in the tabloid office, the the people there are taking calls about crazy stories coming in, so they can do articles, and they kind of go past the, these people taking calls, and they're saying it's the worst. And one of them was like, you "Levitated on the bed," and then the next person was like. It's living in the fridge. And I was like, is this, are these Ghostbusters references? Like, it felt like they were back-to-back Ghostbusters references. I thought they were just naming Aerosmith lyrics. <laughs> I was reading the trivia. They fired the animal handler in this film for feeding those dogs dumbbells. <laughs> are, you sure? are you sure? They Here's were how you know this dogs? movie is 90s slash 80s water shit. Randy Newman's doing the, doing the music and songs. This might be the movie that made him a presence in film. No, not at all. I think so. Absolutely not. Don't think so? You're talking about I Love L.A. and it's money that Matt, he had. He is the, he may make me more sick than any other musical act to hear. Do the you know that Randy? Pablum, generic, annoying music you can Do you know that Randy Newman is the plot of Seinfeld Triple X? Come on. Now. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, so they. Wayne All also, Night. Okay, go ahead. Kramer's in that. He's a featured character. Julie Louis Wetfuss. Like she kept a fuss. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one for George, but I can't. The Lube Nazis in it too, right? And Gorge. There you go. I nail, I'm nailing it. <laughs> the Lube so can I take a, Can we talk about the huge swing Nora Ephron takes early on in this movie? All right, let's hear it. Opening credits. Yeah. The, the name of the film all of a sudden turns to Old English for no reason. <laughs> well, for a reason. It's biblical. And so I read a little bit about Michael, by the way. Wikipedia. The actual Wikipedia. dude? The yeah, Michael, existed? the angel, the archangel, the, yeah. The for sure it really existed guy? Okay. And um, and it said that he was one of the, the angel that tried to convince God not to create man. Team Michael. Huh? What? Hashtag Team Michael. <laughs> but he doesn't mention that in the film. He's talking about he invented standing in a line. He didn't say I didn't want humans to populate this piece of shit. You yeah. know? Yeah, Tell he anymore. didn't convince them, though. Archangels, Nick, Did you, they had a weird farted through link. The front. That was another thing I read. It farted through the front, Michael. Front farts. The angel what exclusively front farted. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't get to that part. Anyway, so they had other, under other angels, one of the links was Shark Angel, and I clicked it, it was just a picture of Jaws. So I didn't know there was such a thing. By the way, there is something called an angel shark. I zoomed in. Stubbs, Iowa. I zoomed in. Huh? Stubbs, Iowa in this. That's where they go, right? That's yeah. where Michael is. So, so William Hurt opens a letter, and there's a, there's a plea from someone to say, hey, come visit us. Bring Sparky, whatever, because there's an angel around these parts. They go, because they got a travel budget, I guess. And this Bob Hoskins can afford to send not only William Hurt, but Robert Pastorelli and the dog, and a new person that he just hired, Andy McDowell, who is a, Horrible coincidentally, oh. an angel expert. Mm-hmm. So that's why. So he sent, they have the budget to send these three, these three people plus a dog on this to Stubbs, Iowa. So sort and of, he's like one of the first angel investors. Why the you know the movie starts off with uh, Gene Stapleton and Travolta entering a bank and they leave. The wind kicks up and the bank 
at night then later gets demolished and collapses and gene stapleton when it tells them that michael what do she says she he smote a bank for me it it falls apart like a charlie chaplin building yeah he smote a bank for me because they were after her i think the bank was about to foreclose on her residence or something um she runs a hotel or her hotel yeah she she runs the milk bottle hotel right right because she got and there's (laughs) <laughs> there's a giant milk bottle statue or right. out front, which I thought was neat. You know, it's like it looks like Paul Bunyan sized Nick right. milk bottle. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Imagine him drinking that thing. I can. Or giving part of it to Babe the Blue Ox. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's her name, Nick? Babe. Gene, Gene Stapleton's character. Old bitch. Pansy Millbank, I believe. Is that right? It is. I have the name written down. Yeah. Pansy Millbank. So she makes everybody eggs in the morning. You know, she's chatting them up, and what does she do but die? <laughs> she coughs herself to death. You know, this is after Michael's been introduced and comes down and is real weird, and they see his wings and all that stuff. Anyway, the next day, she coughs herself to death making them eggs. As Michael is there sitting, what's he doing? Doing one of our favorite things. What's that? Eating cerule. You ain't kidding. What's he eating? I didn't pay attention. Frosted flakes. That's right, because he has the box. He carries the box in the road with him. And he's pouring a, a ton of sugar on it. At one point, he dips his spoon with full of Frosted Flakes in the sugar bowl because he can't get enough sugar because this ba- is a bad. hedonistic archangel. Yeah, I mean, bad. You can't it, it is a rated G hedonism, though. It's not. I'd, I'd bump it to PG. I mean, he, this is an angel that Fs. Yeah. Nick. He Fs. But he Fs off screen. 100%. He does have off screen, unfortunately. I mean, he does have a cigarette in nearly every scene. Did you hear the weird trivia about Hurt on this movie? They cut out all of his smoking. So he 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 his he, he decided that his character was a smoker, and they said, no, we don't want you to smoke in this. He refused and smoked anyway, and so they had to cut around it. He also That's demanded what... that his character have wings, which they felt detracted <laughs> from Michael. That's a really weird. Do you really want to work with? Do you notice it? You want to work with William Hurt enough that you put up with those those hijinks from him? Those those actorly demands in a movie called Michael that he's not even the focus. You like William Hurt? I mean, he's a he's a complete piece of shit in real life, but you like him on screen. I love William Hurt. Yeah, he was a he's a bad dude, but allegedly not allegedly he was a fucking piece of shit. But pictures or it didn't happen. All right, I'll get my Dropbox ready. The uh. Michael's like E.T. in this, you notice? A little bit. He's not linked to anybody. He's linked to both the couple, and he he heals something and then becomes a a piece of shit at the end and useless. Oh, he does die. You're right. It is kind of E.T. It's an E.T. arc, our angel. Or is E.T. a Michael ripoff? No, E.T. came first, if you know what I'm saying. I know, Michael, the real Michael, the true archangel, came way early. No, I think E.T. was before that, too. I think originally E.T. was... Actually, E.T. is a billion years old. You're right. It's your, it's your favorite fact that you've uncovered on the show. I didn't uncover it, did is. I? Maybe I did. I think so, yeah. I just found like out he's a billion. Yeah. I like, yeah. Earth's not even there yet. And ET's kicking around, you know, trying on travel. You think he'd be a little smarter, you know, for being around a billion years, but maybe he's just lazy. You know, du- just... Well, you think anything that's an alien that's intelligent would be smart enough not to come to this dive, the meanest so they species can... in the galaxy here. So they agree to take the angel to chicago he actually michael agrees to go but on you're on, zooming on, ahead on, to where they absolutely don't care that she died yeah they have a funeral for her don't they they go to the funeral but they don't that's it they steal her car and her cereal on the way out 
So, yeah, they go to a funeral, and which Robert Pastorelli wears gigantic brown earmuffs to. Did you, you know, notice that? The, he has to wear gigantic brown earmuffs because they, they gave him a gigantic brown hairstyle in this. <laughs> Between him and John Travolta, their mm-hmm. hair, they had to use fucking Panavision lenses for this shit. Uh-huh. If I zoom in real quick on Robert Pastorelli. Mm-hmm. Also a gigantic piece of shit in real life. This movie has them all, right? Hurt and Pastorelli both playing these sweet characters. Good actors, obviously, because they were not sweet in real life. But, uh, yeah, Murphy Brown's own Robert Pastorelli formally changed his name to Pasta Whaley. He's gone, Nick. R.I.P.? Yeah. And I was in traffic on the 405. I passed Minnelli once. So that was cool. How do you like it? You want to talk? Okay. Nora Ephron is considered one of the great writers of that era. Right. There is a scene... Where they force, uh, the there's a lot of stuff that's very precious. She didn't write this movie. She co she she co-wrote or or contributed story to it. Did I'm she, blaming she, her as the captain of the ship who oversees. Fair enough, but I don't think she wrote it. I think she was a hire. I think it, she came out a little bit late too. Am I there's wrong? There's something that really bothered me: an exposition scene where William Hurt has received the envelope from Gene Stapleton. It's actually written by Michael. We discover, but he reads it aloud to the audience for no reason it's 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 so awkward they could have easily had her her voice do it or you could have just had him encapsulate or whatever but the way they do it is so staged i i I damn her i damn nora efron she did write the screenplay my fault she it was on a story but she wrote the screenplay i also damn her for another thing don't damn her there's a scene where they're in bob they're at the office building, and there's this little mini subplot about a tree that Robert Pastorelli has had brought to be installed. Yeah. And William Hurt's office is on one side of the building, and Bob Hoskins's office is on the other side of the building, and they both watch the progress of this tree from their windows on opposite sides of the building. Nora Ephron, I damn you. That's filmmaking 101, by the way. Um, you're right. She wrote the screenplay to this. She does take some of the blame, I guess. That's okay. Look, it's a cute movie. It's fine. Watch it on a Roku channel. Here's the thing, Nick. Broken Egg to Funeral to then convincing Michael to go to Chicago to then Road Movie, right? They get into a station wagon. Michael's in the in the back-ass part of the station wagon with the window open and the dog and the rest of the crew are up front. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in this. And so Michael agrees to go on this trip if when the time comes, William Hurt will apologize and Andy McDowell will sing. They agree to that. And Sparky will get flattened. They go on this road trip, and it starts off with Travolta like making like weird jokes and then laughing his ass off like in the back of the, the station wagon. So he says, what's the opposite of white? And they say black, and he says, no, yoke. And he starts laughing, like cackling. Mm-hmm. thinks it's hilarious. And then they play a game where he says, really strangely, it's like a car bingo game. Mm-hmm. And he goes, let me... Let me read the propaganda, which is the rules to him, and he, and he reads that. And they start playing car bingo where they see things, and he, they're all saying things that they see and crossing him off. And he says, policeman, and they get worried that they're getting going to get pulled over. And he, it's a joke. He, there's no policeman. And he starts laughing again. What do you think all that about that fake Travolta laughter? I was At stunned by that because he name-dropped Bird on a Wire. <laughs> he did. That was one of the things he... <laughs> Bird on a Wire! It was it was a bird on a wire. What else? Dog? I don't remember. There was another thing that Pastorelli saw, but then he says policeman, and they they flip out. You mentioned Jaws. Um, I did. Do you know the connection this movie has to Jaws? To Jaws three? In Quinlan? I don't know what. Quint Quinlan? Do you remember John Putch? 
We talked about him in the Jostry episode. Yeah. Guess who his mama is. Who? Guess who his mama is. Gene Stapleton? You got it! She birthed Putch? John Putch came out of her Putch. <laughs> she made it. Is that... G- so he was the... He was the... The guy in the third one that got C-blocked on the beach? Is that Putch? I think he's Puch? the one that got C-eaten. I think he was the, the young brother. He got C-eaten. Or whatever. He didn't get eaten. He's Puch the brother, I think. Oh, and three. I was thinking about four. He's three. He gets Putch. He's Putch. Gene Sableton made him out of her creation hole. How do you? That's a huge zoom. I didn't even. That wasn't even on my radar. That took th- that took three clicks were, for me to get to. Wow, Putch. What happened? What, what, what? What's the name? Why not Stapleton? I guess he didn't want to coast on her huge hits. Should have. I'm gonna zoom in. You remind me a little bit of Travolta in this. A little bit. Don't How's just that? sit with it. Sit with it for a second. Now I know he's annoying in this, and you're not annoying. I am. He's a little annoying in this. He's charming though. You're charming enough. You guys have kind of a similar vibe a little bit. You guys got the hairstyle. The laid back energy, the 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 sense. You got a lot of sense De- wafting devout. off your body. Yeah. Very devout. Travolta doesn't seem very devout in this in his character, but you kind of have a I think you have a similar vibe to Michael. <laughs> Zoom in. And Do you have an overcoat? They, that's how they broke up as a podcast team. <laughs> Do you got a you got an overcoat you can pop on? Let me just let's make this true. Pop on an overcoat. Let me see it. You can come back to the side of good if if the the, the wings I have on my back are Hauser. Cole and Hauser. Cole and I guess it wouldn't work. It's just just wings. Darn it. It's pretty rough, yeah. man. They're in the car riding around. Yeah. You got yeah, he's he's riding in the alien seat back there like we used to as kids. Yeah. Where they hurts being grumpy. Uh, Robert Pastorelli's being awestruck by this angel. Andy McDowell was sitting there getting blown off the screen by the dog. It's a lot to take. Where are they headed? Where are they headed? The Where are largest they headed? ball of twine in history. They are. So Travolta wants to see the ball of twine. They agree to take him and to he it. Does they this actually weird. go he's like to measuring it. it with his yeah, pretending face. to hold it up. Yeah, he's doing all sorts of fun stuff with that ball of twine. While William Hurt's calling Bob Hoskins, he's like, "Look, we're on track. We're getting there." But what is Travolta? And Michael decide to do here. Is this when he sees a, a, a creature out in the field? Sees a bull, and he start. He says battle, and he starts to battle. He wants to battle the bull. Mm-hmm. Which you could just tell they don't know what to do in this movie. There's no plot really. I mean, the plot is very light. So they're trying. They're thinking well, the, of fun they had things a plot, for but now it's occupied do. by Gene Stapleton. So he faces down a bull, and they the bull and Michael headbutt each other before. Any of the crew can intercede. And then um, the bull is punch drunk, and so is Travolta, sort of. But he said he's that he loves it. He, he's, he's, li- he's loving his life right now that he, that he did that, that he battled a bull. It's a weird scene. <laughs> bull, bull was killed during this, by the way. Also, two dogs and a bull died during this movie. It was Travolta's bull. So that's a weird scene, right? So then they get back in the car, and then Travolta wants to see. What does he want to see next? Some tits. Do you remember? <laughs> I know there's a, he wants to see another landmark, but that's later on. Is it later? What do they do next? They, they go to, I think they go to, that's when <clears> the, they go to the town and they do dancing and stuff. We do that before. Okay, the, yeah, they go do the, at, at, at Joe's, the bar, Joe's bar. They, they yeah, get in yeah. a fight. This movie is so weird, man. There's a weird scene, by the way, that, I thought it was not weird, but I'm going to zoom in on a very small, insignificant scene. This is what we're supposed to do in this podcast. When 
Travolta, they're putting their luggage in the car to, to leave with, with Michael. And he, and he's watching Andy McDowell put her luggage in the trunk and the trunk's raised up and it's Travolta's reflected in the very shiny trunk. So it's like he's standing there and then his perfect image is reflected in the trunk. Um, and then they slam it down. And I was hoping that then Travolta would also get slammed to the ground. Wouldn't that be neat if he mm-hmm. did things to his reflection? It hurt Michael. You're like, what if Michael turns into like a horror, like uh, a yeah. killer or something, and then they can only hurt him by messing with his reflection. Right. But then I came back and it was just Michael. The movie. And then you find out that's why they work for the Daily Mirror. There you go. These are cynical Chicagoites. These people are sophisticated city dwellers. By the time he is headbutting an, a giant bull, it, he may actually really be an angel. Like, we may be actually interacting with a, a mythological creature. They are nonplussed. There is never it's... a moment where they are basking in the awe of being in the presence of this ancient supernatural creature they don't know what to make of it and also it's very strange it's a very strange choice because they're not necessarily skeptical that he's they they kind of seem like they believe that he's an angel the whole time that he's excuse me that's not a hoax that the wings are really attached to his back so he must actually be an angel like they don't he seems like a crazy person but they they just kind of land on the side that he's the real deal and you're right they 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 don't they don't one of them one of them should be trying to kill him the entire time right and another one should be in his thrall immediately if this is right you know because we don't know how to cope as humans we don't know how to cope with seeing a. so another weird stuff and speaking of in his thrall michael is the women around him not andy mcdowell or not um carla gugino when she shows up because michael says later that he put a blocker on andy mcdowell but he emits a, sm- a scent and it smells different to different people, different women, and it reminds them of their favorite thing. So to favorite Andy McDowell, food. he's their favorite food. Favorite food. It, Andy McDowell smells cookies. Um, some of the, smelled semen. And uh, <laughs> so, but he he, he transfixes I just wanted, women. I just wanted to say that sentence that had never been <laughs> said before. Um. He transfixes women, and it is weird. It's almost like he's casting a spell over women, it's and like a vampire taking advantage of them. He cheats his way into pants. That's for damn sure. He has sex with Terry Gar, who's a judge in this, and Joey Lauren Adams a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has sex with her all night. Yeah, mm-hmm. chasing anal, from what I understand. Yeah, he gets up in Terry Gar. Yeah. So anyway, let's just they go to a bar, right? And that that's when the, his little no, he goes to a gar. <laughs> his spell is cast. All the women in the bar start paying him a lot of attention on the dance floor. He's dancing with them. He's feeling. He's kind of. They're kind of filling up on him. Uh, the men are starting to get angry because they're like, don't understand what their girlfriends are doing. They're trying to play pool, and they're and and it's just the bar's turning into this craziness. Anyway, he gets in a fight with some dudes, and William Hurt has to, and Robert Pastorelli has to run to his rescue, so to speak. William Hurt, they try to make him into sort of a badass, but Nora Ephron obviously had Jeff Healy as her fight choreographer, so it is tough to watch. So they, you know, Michael throws a guy against the uh, up, you know, superhuman like against the bar wall, ruins a picture. But William Hurt does a weird thing where he like thumps a guy. He doesn't punch him. He like brings his like full like kind of like his fist down on a dude's head like he like he's trying to kill That's him. That's like an Indiana Jones punch. Right. Yeah. 
I thought it was kind of mean. And then, yeah, they get in a big fight and they end up in jail. And they, for some reason, the town throws Andy McDowell in jail with them. And she and wasn't in Sparky. the fight. No, Pastorelli's in there. Yep. And Sparky's in the jailhouse, but he's outside the jail. They put him in his, they brought his bed in. It's amazing. Which was very nice of the policeman. And Sparky's great. What a well behaved dog. What a piece of dick shit that dog is. <laughs> I hate him. I root for the truck always. The, uh, there, yeah, so the film rushes to, it, first of all, the, the relationship that it's trying to forge between William Hurt mm-hmm. and Andy McDowell is not earned at all over the course of the film. But, so it comes out that Mandy McDowell is like she's a had she's unlucky in love. She's had three husbands. They've all done her wrong. She also has like some songs that she kind of is putting together. She has a hobby, her country and western music, and and that's pretty rough. But they end up in jail, and and Hurt's mean to her. He makes fun of her. He, he for, basically is honest about her. And he says he says he says Camaro weird. Did you know that? It says Camaro or something like he doesn't never said the word Camaro, but he's making fun of her and like kind of angry at her. And that's when Travolta says apologize. And so he half heartedly does it. Travolta's like, that's not good enough. So he really does it. And then that's when, you know, Andy McDowell's in tears, by the way, sort of the actor is trying to create tears. And then they they have a connection there. And so what it comes out in this movie is like because the whole movie, I'm thinking, what is this? movie about and you find out that his mission is that he's trying to um get william hurt to love again that's his mission and he does explain it away by saying that angels do small things they don't do big things they do small things for the people of earth this is very small thing that he's doing for a very unlikable dude you know so you can stop reading your phone i'm just trying to have this podcast here what are you I'm doing baby what are you reading i'm looking at william hurt's page listening baby doubtful his middle name is camaro camaro that's how he says it his middle name is mccord but it's spelled m-c-c-h-o-r-d as in the mind if i I zoom in yeah was (laughs) (laughs) you're not kidding he was not great to his people he was uh yeah and he was accused of rape by the way marley matlin and it's not like it's not he's not he not only did he hit people but he was just a piece of shit like he didn't yeah, and he didn't exactly deny that one mm-mm. but he went to Juilliard so you know it's a talented actor do you agree though that the relationship is forced I mean it has to happen I mean I, like I said I know you're not an Andy McDowell fan she is a nightmare. very charming I I think she's a space cadet so you you get why that you know that William Hurt would his character would would like her and so and then so after they get out of jail right. Actually, because they have—that's what happens. They go to this. They, they go to court, and Terry Gar is the judge, and she she takes a whiff of Travolta and invites him to his, you know her chambers. If you know what, what, I'm what kind of food do you think she smelled? Maybe uh, DiGiorno's pizza. What do you think? I think more Red Baron, if anything. Yeah, probably Red Baron pizza. You're right. Tombstone. It's um, Pete Stapleton. But during this, I you know Travolta's got these wings, and he keeps kind of lo- his uh, feathers from his wings, and he and he picks he plucks a feather off, and he picks his teeth with it. Right, did that you gets notice her that? Super hot. Yeah, and then she just is like, "Let's go." Yeah, she likes that. I'm glad that they didn't cut to the outside of the door of her chambers, and you hear pumping around or whatever going on in there. I thought that would have been much. So they 
so after this, they cut back to the car, and he's singing All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. And he is thrilled that he just came. <clears throat> Can't believe that he did. He was so excited that he that he had one, that he had ejaculated. And um, thrilled singing. By the way, he went and, from being incarcerated to being ingarjaculated. And then he, he, he says he wants to go see the world's largest nonstick frying pan. William Hurt gets mad. He says he's not going to do it. And then Michael makes the tire pop. So they have to do it. Right. That's when, like, you know, Andy McDowell starts to sing and kind of show everybody her, just her, her, her songwriting song talents. Yeah. Talents, yeah. And she, there's and, a very, there's an autobiographical song she sings called "If Diarrhea Could Shit." I read an interview with her about this movie they did a couple of years ago, where she was saying that she kind of won the part because she improvised some songs, and she wasn't, she knew it wasn't, she wasn't supposed to be great, so she. uh Played down her natural singing talents. Now she doesn't think she's much of a singer either. So uh, the um, um, they try to do this thing about coincidences as well, and that's with the tire popping thing later on. There's a scene where uh, William Hurt posits Michael how Michael's going to manipulate his next move or whatever. And there's a scene where William Hurt makes a comment about you know that no cars are going to come through, and then a car comes through, and he says, "Well, they're never going to stop," and they do stop. And obviously, we know Michael's fingerprints are all over this. Who's show. in it? Who's in that car? Carla. Carla Gugino, one of the best. I love her. Yeah, always good. Always good, always never good. bad. So true. And she's in this briefly. She plays a new bride. Uh, she I recognize her husband in this. I don't I don't I don't know his name. They pick those the these bunch of people up and take them to a, a hotel slash restaurant that specializes in pie. And what does William Hurt declare? Because they ask what kind of pie they have. He asks for two of every kind of pie they have. So they got a table full of pie. Join Lauren Adams she, from you know chasing Amy. And all that stuff, and that's um, it. That's it. She decides. She tells them what kind of pie they have, and one of the pie, I believe, is sour cream raisin, yes. or is it sour and like, cream and then raisins a different one? But is no, it is it a sour cream? Yeah, and the, yeah, one of them likes that the the most. Right, and is, is sour cream raisin? Have you ever had such no. a concoction? It sounds horrible. By the way, yeah, Thomas E. Hodges plays her husband. Yeah, what's he been in? You know him most likely from Critters 2, The Main Course, Steel Magnolias. Could be. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. There we go. How's this COVID? What's he been doing? Still lives. He's 57 years young. He worked on the Hogan family. That was his kind of biggest moment. Does he not act anymore? he He wrote an AIDS episode. He wrote. He's a writer. I mean, he wrote an episode of the Hogan's family. I don't know if that counts as writing. That counts as barely existing on planet Earth. I'm seeing what his his last movie you may have heard of it. He was in Stigmata. There you episode, go, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> Is that Patricia Arquette? Fuck yeah, Gabe Byrne. Fuck yeah, man. Maybe we could do Stigmata because we keep Rufus it religious. Wainwright or Rupert Wainwright helmed film, right? Whatever, whichever. I, I know remember. one's a musician, one's a director. Loudon Wainwright the third. He's a musician. Rufus Wainwright. I think they're all musicians. Rupert Rupert Wainwright directed it. Gaby Burns, Johnny Price, Neil Long, Rade Sherbegia in this. Oh wow! Didn't hate that movie. I don't. I never saw it. Speaking of stigmata, this movie, the wounds of Christ all over my shit. William Hurt's mad that he, he's protecting the banana cream pie. That's his favorite. And zoom in. Someone said, I think Andy McDowell says there's or Joy Lorena Lorena was one of them says there's nothing prettier than a pie. Do you agree? I don't. I'm, pies are pies are good though. And I was, Travolta says, I was a gas to the whole at, table." Yeah. Go ahead. 
Yeah. He says the whole table that he invented pie. And everybody starts going, what, really? And he goes, no, I'm kidding. And then they all start laughing, and Joey, uh, Lauren Adams says, that's a good one. What a funny, it's a funny thing to say that you invented pie, but then immediately say, I didn't. And I think what would have been great is that everybody is a good one. He goes, no, I'm kidding. I did actually invent pie. I really did it. And then kind of goes into a long story about how God was like, don't do sugar. You know, the people don't need it here. And he's like, I, I think we should try it, God. And then he goes in a long story. And then everybody's like engrossed. And then he gives all this detail for him. And then he goes, I'm just kidding. I didn't, I just made all that up right now, you know? Right. And then yeah. they whip pan over to Darren Aronofsky and he points it. I did it. <laughs> I did it. And he chokes himself with his own scarf to death. <laughs> Aronofsky, this is pre-Aronofsky, right? This movie. It's before Aronofsky. This is back when Aronofsky was in the womb. It's a baby boy when this movie came out. <laughs> it's a baby boy. I saw an interview with him recently talking about his new movie, The Whale, and he had a new affectation. I can't remember. It wasn't a scarf anymore. He was like wearing like a bedazzled top hat or something. Like he kind of moved on to something new, you know? Jellies. He's wearing jellies. Yeah, he wearing you know, cargo shorts or something. I can't remember exactly what he was doing, but... Darren Aronofsky back in the news produces, also produced um, that show with Hemsworth, Limit, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, reviews of the whale, loving on Brendan, hating on Aronofsky, <laughs> saying it ain't good. I didn't. Did it, is it one of those movies that's probably pretty good, but the critics have been a little. No, they said if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Brendan giving it all, movies poop. They only ever show, like, they never show a trailer. It's always that scene where he goes, he's, like, crying, and he says, I think, he's like, I think people are the best. Like, he says something like, the, they're such, they're so good. Like, he's talking about how people are great. And then DoorDash is at the door, and he's like, he's like, door's unlocked. I'm fused to the couch because I fat. Do they really call it the whale because he's fat, or is he like a There's poker a Moby like Dick just legend throughout the movie? Apparently, but of course, oh, okay, it's there you go. playing double entendre, you know. Anyway, so then this pie song comes. And up, he directs right? Frankenstein at one point in the movie. Um, Travolta says, "Now it's your time to sing to McDowell." He's like, "Sing your song about pie." She sings her song about pie. Um, it's a cute little tune, and uh, and. Uh, it kind of slaps, let's be honest. And then in this interview I read with her, she still remembers it. And people still ask her to sing it. And she, she like, you know, like, she does. She still remembers it. If it does not make you like her a little bit. Makes me hate her. <laughs> Seems like, and she produced Margaret Aqualey. You like her? Less now. Um, you, you knew that, right? That, yeah. that was her daughter? Aqualey. Yeah. The, um, there is a great line of dialogue in this movie. I don't remember who says it, but they remark that an angel that says pecker. I think it's William Hurt that says it. That's what the William movie Hurt. should have been called. The angel that said pecker. What a cute <laughs> name that would have been. Yeah. And you don't, so you, and then she takes the stage anyway, but I, you don't like the pie song is what you're saying. It's country music. Can I zoom in on her notebook that she opens up to sing yeah. uh, at the stage? Mm-hmm. Got like a German Shepherd on the cover. Did you notice the notebook had like a dog? I think it might have been a German Shepherd. Nice. And there's a little bu- air bubble coming out like it's speaking. And it says in the air bubble, I take no 
responsibility for the words in this notebook, they fucking suck. Did you see that? <laughs> She's a hack. I'm sorry I'm on the cover, but I cannot. I'm trapped. I'm trapped on this cover of this notebook. Help. Second luckiest dog in the movie. So then um, William Hurt and Andy McDowell bump torsos and bump genital areas together. After way too much kissing on the stairs and end up at the top of the stairs. Yeah, they, they, they get they get real randy. Travolta then takes Joey Lauren Adams to her room and then poor Robert Pastorelli's in, in with Sparky and he's starting to get a little fr- frisky and kissy. Yeah, Sparky's pink is out and Robert's like, <laughs> uh-oh. Because he talks about how enraged love is with his wife with pouted fish lips and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says his wife got uh, Botox or some, something in her lips that make her look like a blowfish, but in a good way, he says. I was looking at the IMDb trivia, and, and Andy McDowell's mm-hmm. character has a song about that night in the movie. About what night? Oh, she does? Yeah. About the night she's about William Hurt? Yeah. yeah what, like Motel it? Love or something like that it's called. Yeah. And she's singing about finding a stranger on the stairs and mm-hmm. you know talking about Michael ripping a clean one, ripping a clean one into Joey Lauren Adams. <laughs> and then Pastorelli dabbling in pink dick, dabbling with it, you know, just taking a Fisher Price tour of that dog's dick. <laughs> that poor German Shepherd on that notebook was right. <laughs> How can I escape this hell that I'm trapped on this cover? An adult made the decision to have John Travolta in overalls eating cereal with wings in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he does wear overalls. Look, his look is a big part of his charm in this movie, Nick. Let me zoom in. Do you remember the names of the ex-husbands of Andy McDowell's character? Fuck no. Luckiest people in the movie. Miles, Ralph, and Doug Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocked her box. She uh, she does rhyme Miles with smiles. She gives up for Ralph, and then she says something, Doug you know, shrug or something. She she gets there. During that song when she's singing about her exes, they, they keep showing Hurt's face like he's falling in love like, with her. It's like he's he's counting back how many how far the sexual bloodline goes. How many guys you, am I having sex with right now? Did you see that Pastorelli walks out alone and he starts to slap the rocking chairs. They're kinda there's rocking chairs outside is this that what place. You call it? Like the cracker barrel and he is he goes and he starts to push them, like, to rock them without sitting on them, you know? Did you notice that? No. He's doing that. Like, there's a bunch of them. And then in the foreground, there's two chairs that he doesn't get near that are rocking. Uh-oh. I wonder if those are some ghosts that are just, you know, with the most. Just kind of, they tri- maybe for real trapped on the set of Michael. You know, maybe the ghosts of those dogs that died. Oh, my God. That's such a good zoom. We're making fun of the dogs dying. This is a horrible thing that happened. I wish it didn't happen. So they cut to the next morning, kind of and um, William Hurt is brushing his teeth, and he does an insane thing. By the way, at the, gets... end of, at the end credits, two animals were destroyed during the making of this film. They have a clip art of the Humane Society dry heaving. Did they have? Did they have? I wonder if that's at the end. They always have the disclaimer: no animals were harmed. I Some wonder if they didn't were have it. Fucking wrecked on this movie. We got to tell you. Got to intimate: two dogs left Earth quick. It Wet says no, no animals were harmed. Asterisk. Maybe that's true. They weren't harmed. They were completely Michaeled. Two dogs were gilled on the set of Michael. <laughs> it, just, it just says that sentence. It says, no, no animals were hurt in this production save for two dogs, Billy and Sasquatch, 
drowned <laughs> during the scene where Michael is eating out Joey Lord. Says asterisk, the and then you wait for the asterisk, and it scrolls down a while, and then you see lurid photographs of the drowned dog. Like a Ouija photo of the two destroyed sweet dogs. I hope it's not true. We did read about it on IMDb Trivia. Maybe someone's pranking us. I'm going on to uh, 4chan. (laughs) I think you might want to go to 8chan instead for that kind of stuff. Here's the thing, Nick. William Hurt, next morning, brushing his teeth, gets into bed with her with the toothbrush, Nick. (laughs) Why? With black socks on, by the way. But uh, you know, what I'm saying, put the toothbrush down. What is he doing? You don't go. You don't brush your teeth in the bathroom. Come over to the bed and just plop down with the toothbrush. That's that's sick behavior. It's inhuman. <laughs> Unbelievable. Maybe they had a CGI a cigarette or something, and they put like a toothbrush over it. Maybe that was one of the things that they. Anyway, so jo- Joey Lauren Adams escapes Travolta's room. She's thrilled. She seems like she has just been had the best night of her life, and she pops into her VW. Bus with a peace symbol and a yin yang symbol on it, and a pot leaf what on it. It's got a pot leaf on it. You're right, and a globe, a globe sticker. A oh, picture of Wahlberg. Cool. <laughs> what are you talking about, globe? Joe, Joe Globe. <laughs> it's not even his name. It is what is his name in that movie? Joe Bell, but it's Joe Globe. One thing that is overheard when Robert Pastorelli's in his room and he hears the lovemaking start through the wall, he hears. Joey Lauren Adams say, wings far out. Right. She loves the wings. Oh, they're watching Vice Squad. <laughs> Travolta, she's leaving the building. She goes, that angel in you is in the fourth trimester already. <laughs> the fourth one. And then the next morning, Travolta's in, in the out in front of the hotel in this barren field on a, a old tractor sitting there, and he's moaning about the dwindling time he has to spend on Earth, and he's pouting. He does the lower lip acting because he's sad. Mm-hmm. He's got a little tear in his eye. He says he has a difficult case of mending this man's heart who gives a shit. And then the dog runs toward Andy McDowell and gets destroyed. Guts everywhere, just yeah. it's in half, brains blown apart. They cut to the truck and the pink thing's attached to the wheel, flipping around on the tire, doing its own the dog, lower, lower lip. They actually finally, the dog runs towards them as the truck's coming. They finally let allow the dog to speak. Michael does a conjures, does his fingers in the air, does it gives the gift of speaking to the dog, and the dog says, "I'm about to gauge Creed in this." <laughs> then he gets destroyed. Nick, he is gone. They. They cut to his body and it's just a blood splat. Right. There's just hair and lower, like intestine, right. a, a half digested milk bone. Right. He is just, it's like Jackson Pollock visited the set. It's disgusting. Oh, what is it? And, it's just a dog yeah. that is. And Travolta is out. mystified how the hell Pastorelli's pubes got in there. The highway is littered with Pastorelli's pubes. They, this is when. William Hurt then finds out that Andy McDowell has come along to the trip, not because she's an angel expert, but because she was trying to get them to throw the assignment so she can then have their job. And that ma- that makes William Hurt mad. And he says to Michael, he goes, oh, he goes, I'm betrayed. Because Michael, bring this dog back to life. Michael does. He brings this the Sparky back to life, who then immediately runs toward Andy McDowell again, and that Mack truck comes out of nowhere and runs it over again. It cuts to Gene Stableton in heaven saying, wait, you could have done that? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm an actual person. So yeah, the dog comes back to life. Um, everybody's like just in tears, and then they zoop off to um, Chicago. They finally get there. What happens? Et Travolta starts fading like Je- uh, the e. Luke at the end of Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, he is. All of a sudden, his feather. He's not even smoking. That's how you know Michael's sick. He's not smoking. He's looking all sad in the back seat. Feathers coming out. He does two things. They get him to Chicago. He immediately lies down in on the sidewalk, and he does two things that I. What a way to die! He learns about the Sears Tower because mm-hmm. Pastorelli's giving him facts about the Sears Tower, another landmark. As as um, Michael's holding William Hurt's hand, mm-hmm. and then he dies. He fades out. He blinks out of existence. And he says he's sorry to William Hurt that he didn't accomplish his mission. And William Hurt's like, that's fine. I don't, I'm still getting paid. Yeah. We're good. See, the, his mission was to see the second largest nonstick pan. <laughs> so they go back to the building and then they, William Hurt qu- quits. You know, Bob Hoskins is like thrilled that they messed up the assignment, but then he's mad that William Hurt quits before he can fire him or something. He's got a Twinkie on his desk. Did you notice that? An unwrapped Twinkie that he's excited to eat? He's eating lunch when they when they come storm into his office. Yeah, an unwrapped Twinkie. What, what's your take on Twinkies? You like them or not? They're fine. Delicious? No. Have you had one lately, though? Not in a long time. I did pony up with some circus peanuts recently, and that was a delight. You know, I was thinking about circus peanuts yesterday. I like circus peanuts. I do, too. They get... Terrible after a few, but they're pretty good There's at There's a place that I go to, a farmer's market, and they sell them in the perfect mm. bag that's not too many. And uh, they taste like you would think they would, or are these Magic. like higher up? Well, they're perfect. Yeah. They're perfect. Can you get me some? Yeah, of course. Thank you. I'd like to have a bite or two of those. You know, they call them, sometimes they call them elephant peanuts. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's stupid. Two, they got two names. Fuck that. I wouldn't buy them. Sorry. I would demand a woman. I go to Frar Pan himself, say, go fuck yourself. Orangish candy, right? An orangish fluffy candy. Mm-hmm. It textures everything. It is. That's the, the reason to eat it. Yeah. It's good stuff, yeah. We know I thought it was great at Bob Hoskins called Sparky Little Sausage. I don't. How cute is that? Yeah, Sparky hates Bob Hoskins' character. He hates it, but I just I just had a little affection for Bob Hoskins chasing around that dog, trying to be loved by it, calling it Little Sausage. And he says to it, don't hate me, I love you. That's what he <laughs> says to it. <laughs> Bob Hoskins died way too quick, way too young. He's amazing. He was so good. He's good at everything. He's good in this. He's good. Well, he's overacting, but yeah, he's, he's just such a delight to see. What else can you do in this movie but that? You have to do that. Yeah, I guess so. And um, and then there's a shot of, you know, William Hurt storms off. He doesn't want to talk to Andy McDowell. And they have a bunch of sad scenes of them separate. And then Andy McDowell's in a Starbucks and tries to order angel food cake at a Starbucks. Is it a Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think so. It looks like be. one. Schiff shows up as a waiter speaking, a, I guess, with an Italian accent. So bad. And then, and, they, then, and then they show Hoskins and he's editing a couple of articles about women who've given birth to horribly disfigured angel babies. And then uh, William Hurt's in his bedroom and, and God himself descends upon the earth. And he said, I'm sorry that you, you, you've met, you met my son, but now you can't live. And he splits him into nine pieces <laughs> with the blink of his, the flick of his wrist. Right. And then no, the, the but, pieces say, I still met him. You, you didn't unmeet him. I'm still having met him. So what happens is they end up, McDowell and um, Hurt end up together because they both are chasing Michael. They both think they see Michael in the streets. And then they bump into each other and William Hurt proclaims his love for Andy McDowell. Can I zoom in? Mm-hmm. What Michael? Hmm? Well, let me zoom in. What in Travolta in a lot of those shots? You don't think so? Thin. That's a thin dude. And... Um, 
at the end, he then Gene Stapleton's with him after they go off, and Gene Stapleton and him go dance. They they freeze the scene so they can dance amidst the traffic and the and the two the reunited lovers. What do you think of that ending? I thought it was weird that she was in bondage gear. That's how it move. That's how it ends. They then they unfreeze and go about their business, which is weird because Michael dies and they make a big deal about him dying, and then he's easily mm-hmm. popping back to Earth to double check his work. God gave him a redo. He sent him back out to do to complete his mission. You know, sucks at his job. Maybe he was just that's part of it. He's faking all that to get. There him are there are things that work. I, I think when Travolta is being melancholy about leaving Earth, there's some pretty poignant stuff that he says. And there's some interesting scene, things where he's talking about what he used to do and his, you know, like the, I would have liked a little bit more storytelling about the deeds that he had done over time. But we, yeah, he fought, he, he battled Satan. Yeah, he kicked his asshole. Mm-hmm. And then um, he says that, and then he fucks a, a bunch of women. That's a very strange part of this movie is that he cannot stop having sex with women. And then he comes back to Earth. I guess he's going to continue his reign of terror on the populace, but I don't know. Like it's like I said, you can't really do this movie without Travolta. The whole thing hinges on him. I don't know who else they could have gotten that would have been this kind of charismatic and, and weird and charming. I don't know. It it works because of him. I think it's not like it's that interesting of a movie. I wish he would have another resurgence. I kind of, he looks great with his new look. He looks fantastic. What's his his new look? With his bald and his better back in shape again. Look, does he is he is he doing movies? Is he back in movies? Yeah, he's in those. He's like he's doing those Bruce Willis type of movies though. Ugh. Yeah, he's a, isn't he in a movie with Willis? Oh uh, yeah, but he also was in a lot of those direct to ass movies. So look, Michael is over, but the memory remains. Look, it's time to get a tattoo from this movie on your body. How are you gonna use that old ink? That's a good question. I I would get a Bob Hoskins tattoo. We we're talking about how great he is. Vartan Malt. I would get him Vartan Malt, his character, and. Him on that that couch in his office with his feet raised up off the ground, like kind of sitting in almost like in a weird squatting position, and his feet are up like towards the camera, almost like he's given like he's given birth almost. Because you know why he's doing that is because he's afraid that the dog's gonna nip his heels, so he's keeping them off the floor. You know, he's also kind of a short drink of water, Bob Gossens. I wonder if that's how he just naturally sat mm-hmm. on couches. You know, his feet didn't reach, so then he just made a joke of it or i don't know but that's what it is i I get that exact position and then just you know have a little arrow that pointed to him that says vartan malt it's pretty great trying not to get heel nipped right it's cute from the movie michael (laughs) thank you what about you i i'm just gonna have the typical michael's lungs rotting in hell michael's what his lungs His, his smoker's lungs are in hell he's a okay he's a heart he's a lungless angel up in in heaven his lungs got to hell it's just a picture of their ruined smoke lungs in hell just sizzling out. Look, movie's over, credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of this thing. There's more to Michael. Oh, man. What you got? Gene Stapleton at the end is back to dancing with Travolta, you know, and, the, and then they go off scene. They're walking around in front of a cafe, and then she catches a whiff. You know, that Andy McDowell says um, when Michael's in heat, when he's in heat, the smells get stronger, mm-hmm. you know, the scents get stronger. And so she takes a whiff. That's in the an air actual line of dialogue in this movie. She says, tapioca? And she's like, you know, tapioca pudding? And then Travolta, like, winks at the camera. Like, he's like, it's time, it's, it's getting time, you know? And then they just, they do a quick zoom to heaven, and God is like, well, I'm done with it. And he just kicks the earth across the universe, <laughs> just like a soccer ball. Is it because old people eat tapioca? 
<laughs> it's either that or black licorice. He's going right. to smell yeah. tapioca or black licorice is her scent. Yeah, and then, you know, he just kicks the kicks earth out into the sun. Yeah. Something. Yeah, he's done with it. God. Mine it features it. the both of them as well. So yeah. you sort of see the real Michael. Once he's back in, him and Edith, or him and Gene Stapleton show up in heaven. Him and Pussy. What's her name? Hunch? Posey? Pansy? Uh, Penny, yeah, maybe Pansy. Penny Milbank? Pansy, Pansy Milbank? Michael and Pansy show so. up in heaven, and his expression changes almost immediately. She's like, Michael, thank you. He's like, don't call me Michael. You will refer to me as your pimp. I got 60% of that ass. Get to work. And he sends her out into the fucking reaches to go get him paid. She's a prostitute like, in heaven? You're one of my biggins. He's like, get okay. in the stable, sweetness. And he says, I get 60% of that ass. Don't you forget who it. Else, who else is in a stable? Everyone who's ever died. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to be tough on the clientele. They just buy from me. What? So the clients are also the stable? I don't know who they're getting. I don't know what's going on. He didn't think it through. Neither did Michael. Should have gotten 70%. Does sound like does sound like heaven. Look, movie has been so successful. They've greenlit a sequel. Escrow's out of town. How are you spending that hard earned on your on your sequel that's, to Mike? That's a good question. They were going to do a sequel. Remember that Travolta's been gunning for a sequel to this one for yeah. real. It's still like up to 2020 thought it was going to happen. And Earth's like, What's... you want a sequel to Michael? Here's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Mine takes place in the distant future. It's called Myborg. Okay, and, and uh, it's a dystopian kind of wasteland and everything's all steampunk and uh there are two robots trying to get it out and uh it's not working there's rusty rusty pelvis things are squeaky out and then my board shows up and helps get that robot laid oh it comes out he shows up a little grease can squirt squirt does a little he spins on his heels does a little dance move squirt squirt in a different joint repositions the other robot puts a transistor in the old spot it starts getting the the wheels moving everything starts cranking and churning and yearning Mm -hmm. next thing you know talking about a battering random of of seismic pelvic thrusting perfect my sequel would be uh that bull remember the bull that he had butts of course got vengeance on its mind it's angry mm-hmm. it still has a headache it's it's been humiliated and the last thing it's just remembers is this this thing that smelled like butter pecan you know and he's just understands in his bull way somehow that this thing is not of the earth and that he has to get to a different realm so to speak if he wants a rematch so he kills himself the bull autoerotic asphyxiation something like that he's out of there right I don't know, he slits his hooves. I don't know what you would do, like how to bull. And he's just done. He bleeds out, and he um, is transported to heaven where an unsuspecting Michael is, you know, talking up some of the ladies there. Mm-hmm. And the bull just gores him, like just... Nice. Which sends him back to, to Earth alive. Because when you die in heaven, that's what happens. When you get murdered and killed in heaven, you go back to Earth and you're... Perfect. Go to Earth. Mm-hmm. And then he, yeah, so that's... A, and then it's a sequel of the... Of this now human Michael. Who has no money. No money broke. Just knocking on the doors of his ex-loves trying to freeload. Right. You know? He's like... No longer smells like anything great. Oh, that's a shame. Because I thought he would have, like, panhandled and said, we'll smell like cake for food. No, he smells like B.O. and feet. It's bad news, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Unless that's your favorite food. That, that, yeah. Maybe maybe the ladies would round up. He still smells all right, you know? Yeah. And then the bull is like king of heaven. Yeah, he's in there just loving life. He's the pimp, you know? (laughs) 
Look, you've been given the finances to have your own business associated with Michael. Yeah. How are you taking that hard earned and putting it to use? I'm thinking about just creating some kind of some wings that emit a scent. That was my original idea. But maybe I would like try to get into the Christmas business with Michael, Elf on the Shelf, but like Travolta on like a Michael on a bicycle. Michael on a bicycle or right, something like right. that, right? And then that could be, you know, the secret scent. Every 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 one has a different scent. And so that's like the new Yeah, I, I'm going to do that. Michael on a bicycle. I like it. Michael and Icicle? What about you? What's what's your business idea? So I own, uh, I've got uh, Michael's Pet Resurrection Clinic. Mm. So what you do is you send us a photo of your dis- recently deceased pet, and we hurriedly make a carbon copy of it at a flash paper. And then we, re- okay. we receive your dead animal, quickly hand you the flash mm. paper origami of your pet, and say, there you go. And for a moment, you're sated. And as you're walking away, it burns to a crisp in your hands. Hmm. This is airtight, and, and we're like, and we then we, they they turn around, mouth the gate, and we point to our company policy, not responsible for your pet catching fire and diminishing in your hand. So it's like an origami effigy. Yeah, that looks pretty close to it sometimes. It's made of flash paper, or- and it goes straight to hell immediately. <laughs> and then by then they're like, "Well, can I have my dead pet back?" And then they look, and we've already Charles that thing across the river. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like an okay plan. I mean, I, you, the way you're talking at first, I thought it was going to be like a pet cemetery situation with Travolta and the what do they call that? What's the weird word they use in the, in the pet cemetery movie? Micmac. That was the weird word. That's one of them. What else? Did they, what are the little structures they had set up there? I can't remember. The little cairn? rocks on top. Yeah, the cairn. That was three PO. It was the first cairn. I can't remember. I like how I said weird words, and you went Micmac and Karen. You knew exactly. <laughs> I would never remember either. By the way, what a great buddy movie that would be, Micmac and Karen. Can you imagine if it's like it's picture? It's Pet Cemetery. It's the same exact tone. He's hoofing it to Pet Cemetery with his dead child, and then it's just Travolta there instead of the cemetery. You know, Pet Michael or something. I'd love it if you, you and cut, I were on a. Game you cut all that out. I'd love like if we were on a game show. Uh huh. And you're like, uh, what's that word, Micmac? And I interrupt you, and it's right. Yeah, it'd be great. Look, you're in the movie. Mm-hmm. You've been added to the running time of Michael. What shape does your performance take? I'm the truck driver. Of course. And I have, I'm sprinting on the road, making damn good time. Got my weight at where it needs to be. I've already done the, you know, all my checks with the highway gentleman. Got my gas tank full. Clean mm-hmm. sailing ahead. Yeah, you hit a little speed bump on the way. Life goes on. Look at my rear view, and I see Andy McDowell rushing across to and try to comfort the flattened dog, and I smile, look at my little bingo card, cross that dog off that bingo card. I, show, I, point to the, I show to the camera, completed my bingo card. You see Gage Creed. You see Emil from RoboCop. You see John Hawks from Miami Vice. <laughs> and now that dog. And I wink at the camera, bingo, and I pull over and ejaculate. Car bingo. Pull on my horn. Wah-hoo-ga. You know, I pull on my... I have a um, CB radio. My- but I'm mm. cute. I'm cute. My CB radio is cute. It's 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 actually a perfect replica of Corbin Burnson. Yeah. It's my CB radio. My character is a... Uh, I just happen to be at this pie place, and I'm a down-on-my-luck music agent. I'm just like, fuck, my life. It's just I haven't... The last band I signed was Train. <laughs> and not the, not the one... Not the band you guys know. Oh, no. Another Train. Yeah, Train. T-R-A-N-E. You know the air conditioning company, and um, I'm just bummed. I'm like eating a sour cream raisin pie. 
I'm like this. I'm like looking around. Like this isn't good. Like why do they recommend this? Yeah. It tastes terrible. And I hear this young woman take the stage, start singing about her exes. Like a light bulb goes off, and so I'm like, I, I approach her afterwards. I'm like, I'm, have you sung before? I think you could. This could be something. I'm, you know, I represent my company, Micmac. I don't know what I would call it, but I, would you would you be interested in a recording contract? She's like, yeah. She gets all excited. She's like, you know, I was like, could you sign here? Look, let's just look through the contract. Let's let's talk about this. Like, we could get you in the studio. She's all thrilled. Like everybody's gathering around, and then I'm like, I'm just kidding. And then I morph into Michael, and uh, it's Michael. He was disguised and he's laughing. It's another joke. And Joy Lorraine Adams says, good one. That's a funny one. Everybody laughs. What do you think? Yeah. And then he goes, by the way, your father's dead. Not a joke. And Lori, good one. Look. Pretty good, man. This is, I'm killing these. You got to incorporate something from Michael into your everyday life. Ritual, mantra, whatever. What you doing? That's true. That's good. What would you do from this? I'll admit it right now. Mm-hmm. One of my go-tos. Never leave the house without a shitload of hot cookies in my pockets. Just in the yeah, end. you can. Just on the outside chance somebody sniffs out, you know. It's like an aphrodisiac, I guess. Is that what they call it? Right. Snickerdoodle in my pants. You know, I got them hot and bothered. Crumbs of blazing. Just hoping somebody. And I walk pocket out at people, hoping they smell. Walk pocket out. Yeah. I'm gonna. Every time I pass, I'm just gonna. Every time I pass a rocking chair, I'm gonna touch it. Okay, I'm gonna touch it like Pastorelli. I'm gonna make it rock without sitting in it. Every time, I think I already do it. It's it's an impulse that we all have. I think it's a promise, though, Nick. I'll I'll commit to it from here on out to the end of my days. Every time I pass a rocking chair, I'll be sure to upset it without sitting in it. You know what I'm saying? I like it. You do the same to wheelchairs. Give it a little push. And last, but certainly not least, look, you've been flowing all these years at sea collecting debris from various films on an island. Now it's time mm-hmm. to take something from Michael. What you bringing? That's a, it's an interesting question, actually, because it's not something I really thought about too hard. And there's a lot to take from this one, as opposed to some of the, some of the other movies we've been doing lately. Not too much to take, but this movie's full of stuff to take. I don't know, I might take that head-butted bull to my island. How cute. And she's just sitting there, like, just kind of punch drunk, like I said, like, kind of dumbstruck. What, what's, the, what's another word? Concussed? Yeah. And just sitting there like a like a tired boxer, and I just take it and kind of do something that maybe a vet wouldn't recommend. And try to headbutt it back to health, you know? Yeah. Little say to it, "Hey, a little uh, hair of the dog," and then just try to headbutt it back to health. <laughs> I like it. What do you think? So it doesn't understand adorable. human words. It's just, it just sees somebody saying somebody saying strange noises at it and hurting it. <laughs> but not but a I, lot. I keep. I keep reassuring it that I'm trying to get it back to health. Yeah, maybe just I would not really hurt. I would just touch forehead to forehead, right? It'd be an amazing thing for me to watch from my vantage point, though. Probably. You'd like to see it. What would you take? Michael's good dick. MGD?
Set me free. 